as a great man once said, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, today we're talking about perfection, excellence, and it's going to be a bit of a discussion of standards. Um, there's a uh, there's a specific reason I'm curious about this idea and I'm thinking about this. So there there are a few observations I've been gathering over the past few weeks, uh, maybe you can even say months, because this has been going for a while, which led me to think more about this idea of like perfection, perfectionism, uh, and, and expand a bit on that and develop that a bit. I don't feel like I'm there yet, like I have it fully down. Um, I'm not even close, but I have some developed thoughts and I think it will be interesting to just to share, see if you guys have anything interesting to share with me maybe. Um, and uh, just like get the questions out there. Maybe that will help you like just posing the questions or like seeing my thinking and then you think like well, you're completely wrong it's this way but then i'll be the spark maybe or you're gonna say like oh great you're helping me out and uh, and you, you share some of your own ideas so that will be good as well so um, that's sort of the little mini introduction i guess and i can share some of the the things i uh, observed with you maybe so you can get some context for why i'm thinking about this because um, what I realized and, and, and what I, there's a very specific pattern I noticed in my own action, uh, in my own action and like in my own life, what, what would happen is that uh, for certain actions or like just doing certain stuff in general, I would, uh, before, before I would start doing it, I would get this moment in my head where I felt like, okay, I need to think about this more because uh, something that had been happening before was that I did something and then afterwards I thought oh wait but I could have done this better if I thought about it a bit more so like it's always like hindsight is 2020 is, is what they say right um, but uh, I've been having that observation so then I, I would do something and then afterwards I thought well but if I thought about it a bit more I would have done it better in this way and so that happened a few times then that stuck around in my mind and then I um, sort of flipped it where every time before I would start doing something that would pop up and I would be like hmm what can I like how can I think about this now in order to prevent that sort of hindsight uh, regret is a big word but like the the, the feeling in hindsight that I could have done better um, I think there's something problematic about thinking like that uh, and also something good, but um, like that's that's uh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's one of the observations I had. Um, and uh, let me see, I have some. I just wrote some notes down, like get my thoughts out. Uh, so if you see me looking down, that's what I'm looking at. Um, oh yeah, for example, like stuff like furnishing my room. Um, I moved here like about a year ago, a little bit longer than that. Um, and uh, for uh, uh, like a lot of the stuff I, I did or, uh, or bought or like how I wanted to put the stuff in my room, then I would, it would take so long because I would just be waiting, have like a, a, a tab group you can do where you gather tabs on a certain topic in your browser or Safari in my case. Uh, and then I would just have like this tab group with like a 
30, 50, well, 50 is a bit much, but like 30 different pages of, for example, uh, uh, a lamp or something like that. And then I would just wait and, and I wouldn't find the perfect thing or uh, I would think like, well, how is it gonna look here? And then like, how will this integrate with the rest of the room? And And like, I think it's good to give that some thought, but it was too much in this case. Um, and I had this on, on other stuff as well. Um, for example, like, uh, oh yeah, changing my workout schedule. It's not, it wasn't like very bad there, but it, it was present, this this pattern. Um, and because uh, I, I had been wanting to, to add like some uh, muscle groups I, I hadn't uh, really done before into my like regular workout schedule but like me having that idea wanting to do that and me actually doing it i think there was like two months in between that maybe um and uh but the, it it didn't have to be like that but the reason it was like that is because i thought well i want to um i want to like really get the, the perfect exercise i'm not just gonna do something and so that's why I was waiting, not really undertaking any action. Uh, and in hindsight, it was like, well, maybe, uh, or well, the way it is now, at least for, for uh, one muscle group, I'm doing an exercise, which is really good. Not the perfect exercise, but it, it, it serves my purpose in that sense. Um, and so it's better than not doing it. And uh, it's sufficient. Um, so what all this gets back to is um, this this pattern of me sort of having uh, the standards of someone who has the knowledge of like who has hindsight knowledge I want those standards to to uh, like if you have hindsight knowledge of course you know better like how to do something so you can have higher standards but if you don't have the hindsight knowledge if you're doing something for the first time um, it's not per se realistic to expect the same level of performance or of achievement as someone who does have the, the hindsight knowledge. But I was sort of asking that for myself. Uh, and what that led to in the end is that, so this is sort of the why, why I'm, I'm telling this to, to get to the point. What ended up happening is that I wouldn't really do a lot um, well, I, I would do stuff that I was familiar with, but I wouldn't like start new stuff really. Let's say I wanted to learn uh, how to play piano, for example. Uh, then uh, I've been saying that for a while. I'm not sure if I really want it. I haven't started it. Um, let me see if I have another example that's like actually... Uh, no, I don't know. Well, so... Um, then the, what, what, what really happened is that, uh, because I had such high standards in a sense, um, which wasn't a good thing per se, although on the other hand, we'll get to that, but because I had such high standards, I would not do a whole lot because it's very hard to do, uh, new stuff to like that level of standard. And um, uh, I, I wrote this down. Oh yeah. So, because basically the idea is like this. There are not 
many things that you can do perfectly from the start. Uh, especially not if they're like big things, big projects, uh, starting your own podcast. That's uh, not something you're going to do perfectly from the start, uh, just to give one example. But there are many things like that. And uh, then, but so there are many things you can do perfectly from the start. But at the same time, those things are also worthwhile, even when they're done like imperfectly. Uh, for example, let's say you want to start a diet. You're probably not going to be like perfectly, uh, you're not going to have all the knowledge. You won't maybe be very familiar with counting macros and something like that. And, and you'll just like get a schedule or something from someone else. And then you'll just follow that. And it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be worthwhile. Definitely. And then as you go and as you keep doing it, you'll be able to approach perfection more um, in a sense and but so it would be ridiculous to say well I can't do it perfectly so I'll uh, I'm not gonna do it at all or like I'll wait for six months until I've really figured out and dived dove into the research and see how to do it perfectly and then I'll do it and then I'll start that's not the right way to go I think um, so there where, where so getting to like why I'm thinking about this um big deep breath <laughs> so so uh, I noticed this for myself like my output would be less than I thought less than I think I can do uh, and the biggest reason would be because I had these sort of perfect standards or, or um, um, I would have these standards that are not not realistic in a sense, not realistic taking the full context of the situation into account. Um, out of context standards, maybe that's a precise way to put it. So I would have these out of context standards and that would lead me to um, not do as much stuff as I wanted to do and as I think I can do. And so that's what originally got me thinking about this issue. Um, besides the fact that some sometimes uh, I would be in a dilemma of like, hey, am I going to do something like really well now and like put more effort into it to put more time into it? Or am I not going to do it um, and save the effort and save the time? Because for some things, one of them is like one of the options options is legitimate for some things the other is and but then how do you know um and uh uh so so that's also something that that brought me to think about this issue but um then i sort of the the vibe i got from other people like uh, most other people or, or like resources online discussions podcasts of, of people uh, maybe mentioning this issue or like actually talking about this issue a lot uh, well let me not say a lot there's a definite group of people that would sort of give me the vibe of oh well good enough is good enough like why put in the effort uh, why take stuff so seriously that really I, I don't like uh, <laughs> I don't like the implications of that question um, and uh, but so that's from like that's in part what I would 
or get back from people um, and uh, uh, I, I think there's something like unique to doing something really well so to answer the question like well good enough is good enough yes but no as well because if you're like really living to enjoy life most and to get the most out of it like doing something really well to me is a big value uh, I'm not sure if I can like objectively prove that this has to be like that for everybody but for me at least like there are something if, if, if you do it like super well that's it's uh, there's something unique you don't really get in other places I feel um, so uh, that's why I would want to uh, approach perfection, at least in, in, in some things. Um, but uh, what, what also sort of got like an, a, a view that got painted sometimes was like, well, yeah, perfection, it's cool and all that, but it's not really realistic. Um, and then to like sort of put that view in, in essentials it's the view of okay you have the ideal which is like perfection but on the like that's separate from the other thing which is the real like what's actually realistic and so you're sort of um, trying to achieve this sort of perfection which is actually in fact really unreachable so it's separated from what's real and uh, that's just how life is and and uh uh, like uh, this sort of negative view in a sense uh, which I also don't really like although I think there's in part some truth to that um, maybe that's a good sort of segue to, to get to another thing I thought about in relation to this issue because uh, I've been trying to uh, or I, I've been experimenting with using different terminology in my own mind rather than like perfection and perfectionism I think perfectionism is really a negative term um, and uh, uh, so so for example when when I'm thinking about like the standards I want to set for some stuff like very general stuff in my life or just like a super concrete uh, thing then uh, I've been experimenting with some different terminology to use the term I like to use to replace perfection is excellence um, um, that's what I've been using over the past few weeks, I think, and uh, uh, I noticed that it it sort of flows nicer in my head, and and uh, uh, I I feel like perfection is like psychologically tricky maybe to use because um, it can if you have like this view of okay this is what's perfect, um, and it sort of stands on the mountain up high and and um, then the problem is what you get is if you say okay this is what's what perfection is it's easy to forget to take in, into account like the full context meaning um, it's easy to accidentally place what's perfect outside of what's possible and if you think about it like if you're if you're thinking about okay well what's uh, what kind of actions do I want to take? How do I want to... Uh, like, like what, what kind of career do I want, for example? Then there's no use in, in 
coming up with a, a perfect view that's out that's outside of what's possible to you is there's no use to it um, so to to get the point like you need to um, define the perfect inside the possible because otherwise like there's there's no use to to the concept of, of perfect so you want to place the perfect inside the realm of the possible and that's the only legitimate way to use it and then what's perfect means not like what's the best imaginable situation uh, not taking everything into account but what is perfect is what's really the best possible to you and then it's a useful concept um, but it's very easy I think and this is why I think it's a tricky concept to use uh, when just like thinking about it yourself it's very easy to forget to include like the full context it's very easy to just like paint the super rosy picture without actually thinking like well is this really realistic is this uh, really the best possible to me or is this impossible to me and then by definition if you're going to use that as as a uh, a way to measure your success you're gonna fall short by definition um, so that's why I think uh, perfection is is kind of tricky and that's why I like to use excellence because I feel like excellence is more of like let's say the the top five or top ten percent range of how well you can do something and that's uh, uh, usually like being in that range gets you the same sort of the same benefits as doing something perfectly um, and uh, like the, the satisfaction and also like the, just the quality of the output uh, I'm trying to stay general here so it applies like to literally everything you do uh, like from the career you choose to the breakfast you eat to uh, uh, how you commute to work like uh, you, you can do that excellently or like have an excellent system for that um, and I think that the concept of excellence is friendlier as well, like to yourself. It's it's much easier to to um, <laughs> to become unfriendly towards yourself if you use perfection. That's maybe a way to put it, where you feel like, oh well, I'm not living up to my standards because you're not perfect, although you might be like really excellent. Um, so that's why I've been like sort of trying out using excellence. Um, and uh, I, I uh, heard yesterday on, on a podcast uh, talking about, um, well, um, that's a bi big tangent, podcast called The Human Flourishing Project. I recommend everyone to listen to that because there's some really good stuff on there. Um, and it was discussing uh, uh, an issue sort of related to like perfectionism, perfection, and uh, one of the, the concepts it, it gave there was the, the idea of gap thinking. And um, <sighs> so it gave this concept of gap thinking, where uh, basically what would, would happen is you uh, define, okay, this is what I want to achieve, this is the perfect. Uh, or not per se the perfect, but, but just in general, even without perfection, this is where I want to go. Maybe like top 15% range of what's possible. And this is where I am now. And then how you psychologically evaluate how you're doing 
is the the gap between where you are now and where you're going but uh, what was pointed out is like that's a can be kind of a problematic way of thinking about it because then you're never there and um uh, I'll, I'll, I need to think about it more. It was just mentioned in passing, but a great example that was given was, so let's say we're looking at Einstein's life, which I think you can say is pretty accomplished, um, to, to, to put it lightly. Um, but so the, the idea in relation to gap thinking is that, well, let's say you, you looked at, at uh, how Einstein spent his, spent his days and then uh, you... Uh, see that uh, maybe on, on uh, some days he's probably like just uh, I don't know loses concentration and and lets his mind wander for like uh, half an hour and and uh, then he gets back to work but then if you were to like how gap thinking would look here is that you would say well he he's not really good because that half an hour if he would have spent that on like thinking about uh, uh, like maybe figuring out another physics problem or something like that, he could have done better. And then, uh, like that's how, what gap thinking looks like. But I think you would agree that that's not. It's not. Uh, it's not just. Like it's not a just. It's not a just way to think about it. Because if you look at what he actually did, um, that like he did so such great things that it's not fair to say like well. You could have done this bit better uh, and so being aware of gap thinking is a good thing and i think like having these having like perfection in your mind can be a bad thing because it can make gap thinking really easy another concept i, I switched terminologies for was being a perfectionist uh, i think being a perfectionist is a bad thing um, it has a bad connotation but i think like what it really means is an obsession with uh, like being overly obsessed with perfection and um, so but I, I didn't really know a term for like wanting to do stuff really like really well but in a good way um, and so using excellence uh, what I thought of was like well let's say instead of you're a perfectionist you have an excellence orientation meaning like and that's a positive thing if you have an excellence orientation um you could say having like high standards i guess but i don't think that's strong enough like because like if you have an excellence orientation you like really want to do stuff really well um but rationally so like with proper standards not um not unrealistic perfection and uh, i think you could use like perfection and and those terms and and do fine but um there's much more of a responsibility in yourself than to make sure like hey am i not getting this unrealistic uh um not putting these unrealistic standards on myself and am i taking in the right context the appropriate context to to define what's perfect um and so i think it might be just easier to use like excellence and excellence orientation um but I'm still experimenting with it as well, so maybe I'll get back to you with uh, more thoughts after uh, a bit of time. So uh, that's terminology I, I, I use, maybe that helps you as well. Another thing I thought about as well is, uh, 
well, I, I was sort of wondering like where does perfectionism come from? And because uh, like perfectionism in a bad sense, like where where do I get this bad relation to the standards I set? And I think in a way it can result from laziness, although that might sound like paradoxical, like how, how, how would a lazy person like have too high standards that doesn't make sense but um, l listen to this so it it takes as I said like just now it takes effort to to define proper standards of perfection um, you need to take in like you need to make sure you have the right context for it and and you're taking into account the right facts that your your conception of perfection is really realistic because otherwise it's not, uh, it's problematic. Um, but then if you know you have high standards, but you're uh, mentally lazy, I guess, in, in not taking like, not taking the effort required to uh, define the proper standards of perfection, then you can get that you're just saying, like, or this is what I, when I introspected, what I noticed was, uh, I, I wasn't taking the effort to to see like what's really realistic and so I would just say like oh I would just like put my standards on the moon because that's super easy in a sense like just imagine some um, some perfect scenario and uh, without thinking about well is this really realistic and just imagine that scenario and say okay this is what I want to achieve and then what you if that's how you keep doing stuff then you develop this perfectionism out of laziness um, to resolve the paradox that's where where that would come from and I think that's in part like what what was happening to me um, and uh, so so I'm curious now that I've identified this if I'll be able to uh, um, uh, like consciously put in some more effort into defining my my standards uh, standards of excellence or standards of perfection and uh, if maybe I can sort of clean this up in my own mind and then be good using perfection. Um, so that's an interesting thought. Uh, maybe that helps you. Maybe you recognize it in, in yourself. And there's also another thing which I think can, can cause perfectionism. Um, and this has to do with an, an idea which I call uh, identity-based change. I sort of got this from Atomic Habits, the book, by James Clear um, and uh, so it's this idea of um, instead of like setting goals like as, as just okay this is the thing I want to achieve and then I check it off instead of using goals to to plan your improvement you have identity-based change as in you say okay this is the kind of person I want to become uh, instead of saying, for example, like, hey, I want to, uh, I want to work out more, I want to go to the gym more, instead of having like, you say, okay, I want to go to the gym every, twice every week, something like that. That's goal-based uh, goal setting. But you could also um, say, hey, I want to become a fit person. Like, that's, the, I, that's who I want to be. Like, that's the identity I'm, I'm pursuing. And... Um, uh, I think that's a very powerful concept. I'll probably do a show about it, but uh, how that relates to to uh, like being a potential root of perfectionism is that uh, 
or let me speak personally for me like my my excellence orientation or, or like my um, emphasis on high standards that's something I'm proud of um, that's something I like I value about myself and uh, I like to see that in other people like that's something I, I um, that's something I like to see so I'm proud to have high standards um, and then what I think is if you um, well what what happens in the background I think in everything you do is that you make the observations about like the stuff you do and um, from that you abstract like what kind of person am I let's say uh, you've just started going to the gym for or like let's say you started six months ago going to the gym and you're like in your groove and you're, you're like looking beautiful and, and you're all happy um, one of the changes that happened in between the period of you starting and and after six months where you are right now is you used to be um, let's say a super skinny uh, guy uh, and and you you would maybe not be like a healthy person but now after six months uh, or maybe let's say after two years you've really become as part of your identity like hey I'm I'm the sort of person that goes to the gym like I'm a healthy person or, or like I'm a super fit person um, and uh, so that it becomes part of your identity and, and of how you see yourself. But what I think is um, this happens for more than just like being a healthy person. This also happens for, am I someone with high standards? And if you think like, hey, I am someone with high standards or that's something you value at least, what can happen is that in, in everything you do, every action you take, you can start to feel like you need to affirm that identity. Meaning, uh, let's say you untie your shoes when you get home, then you, and, and you just drop them down, you'll get this sort of emotional tinge of, of uh, and it's, it's not conscious, like it can be subconscious and you get this sort of dissonant feeling and, uh, then you put your shoes like perfectly all right and you you get the the uh the english word escapes me the strings you use to to tie them um and uh you, you put that all perfectly and you clean them and, and now they're looking all good um and then doing that sort of affirms your identity of like hey i am the person that has high standards and um so what I think can happen is that you, um, if you don't consciously identify like this thing, like, hey, I'm a person with high standards, uh, or even if you do, what can happen is that in everything you do, you feel like you need to affirm that identity. Or maybe what happens more now that I'm thinking of it is that it's reverse. If you notice that you're not doing something perfectly, you get this feeling of, well, but am I really like the person with high standards then if I'm not doing this? Or, or you're sort of asking yourself like, hey, I, I was the person with high standards, right? Like, why am I not doing this perfectly? And um, there are legitimate, because well, like, there are legitimate reasons for not doing something perfectly. Um, and uh, uh, you can be a person with high standards with 
while also not doing everything perfectly because uh, there are just things that are not worth your 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 time or, or attention to do perfectly um, maybe to let me give an example uh, looking around my room like uh, for example the the way you organize your books uh, you can do it well so everything is findable and it looks neat and pretty but you don't do it perfectly as in measure the millimeters like with which they're sticking out of the bookshelf and have like a fully super organized thought out system for where each book goes um, in some cases that is necessary but there are a lot of cases where that's not worth your time and then what I mean there is that you can still be the person with high standards but you don't need to do everything perfectly there um, but if you don't think about that you could um, sort of mistakenly take such a situation as meaning oh well I'm maybe not the person with high standards and because you are the person with high standards and because that's something you value what happens then is you'll start to feel like in everything you do every action you take you'll need to you feel this sort of emotional obsession to do everything perfectly just to uh, stick with that identity of like hey I am the person with high standards and um, that could be another root of perfectionism in my eyes uh, so that's something to think about maybe and be aware of like first of all am I a person that like values high standards and then second of all well um, what does that mean in action is it okay not to do some stuff perfectly uh, or do I think I should do everything perfectly like think about it I don't think so but uh, give like give it a thought of course because um, uh, yeah I think that's maybe you recognize it in your own life that that sort of motivates you to be obsessed with standards um, to a level that's not that you should not be like being overly obsessed um, so that's something to think about here um, so those were just some thoughts about like perfectionism, excellence, uh, having high standards. I think having high standards is a great thing. I think it's uh, uh, to the extent that I feel like I have it, it's a unique value it, it provides me. Um, and uh, I, I am still thinking about it a lot because I want to do more stuff in general. Uh, I want to be more actionable about my goals but uh, there is this tension between like super high standards and doing a lot of stuff which I still haven't resolved so if you have any ideas let me know please refer me to podcasts or books or, or anything like that and uh, I think we're done for now so thank you very much for listening I hope you learned something new. Maybe you can teach me something new, drop a comment, something like that. And uh, I'll see you next time then. Thank you very much.